0: On your
1: this is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey,
2: everyone, and welcome back to the Greatest Running Podcast in the world. My name is Mike Gendron, and I am indeed somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. We are not joined by Steve Gendron, the voice of Peak Too Early, and I am going to do my best not to screw up these intros, but I am indeed joined by Trent Fontanella, who is fresh off the plane. I can see in his eyes how worldly and cultured I'm you know, surprised he's not wearing some kind of goofy hat from uh, Europe because he is fresh off the plane from Europe. Trent, how are you doing? Bonjour, Michaelton.
0: I am doing well. As you said, I am uh, a home from my European adventure. And I don't know, dude, they just get it over there. Like, <laughs> like they all they all smoke cigarettes all the time. And, you know, it just makes sense. None of them wear helmets when they bike around. They're all just wicked rude to tourists. Like, it's just a beautiful place, and they understand. <laughs> and I, just, you know, I think all all of us as Americans should strive to be, you know, cigarette-smoking, smelly French people. Sorry to offend the French. There, <laughs> no, I had a good time. It was fun. Uh, it, it's it's uh, good to be back. It's good to be potting with the boys again, or the boy, I should say uh missing Steve on this one I'm sure we'll get into that about how he could just leave us out here but I think we can do okay without him right
2: yeah well so I was thinking about Trent and uh Steve must be pretty nervous right now knowing that the two of us are sitting here doing a podcast just the two of us because last time it was just you and me uh we may or may not have spent about 25 minutes with Wisconsin runner Ollie Hoare talking about shower time and showering with other dudes uh, so I think Steve's probably somewhere out in the world thinking uh, that the podcast might be uh, be come to an end tonight. Yeah, my favorite part about the
0: uh, conversation we had with Ollie was after that, I remember talking to you and being like, dude. That was an awesome interview. We we (laughs) freaking killed it. Like nothing about it seemed weird to me. I just thought we, you know, as good podcasters do, we we followed where the conversation went. We didn't just hit all our pre-written down or research questions. And I had no idea that it might have gotten a little weird until Steve, you know, sent that text in our group
2: message like, guys, (laughs) a
0: lot of shower talk, huh?
2: (laughs) I still stand by that that interview and that shower talk. I think that is what the people want to hear. So who knows, Trent? Maybe if we get a little wild tonight, we'll get back into it. Uh, But let's move on here. So we've talked a couple of times about this podcast and its steady growth and how, you know, we're gaining a little bit of traction. And I, you know, that stuff's visible. You can see it. You can see the followership and the listenership go up. But it didn't hit me until today, um, you know, how big we are getting. And I noticed that because it's one thing when you, you know, interview these big name guests, you know, we've had some pretty popular guests on the show and that's one thing. But this morning me and Trent woke up at four in the morning, not to interview somebody, but just to have, you know, a nice conversation with a professional runner with a Team USA heptathlete, you know, waking up at four in the morning and just shooting the shit, having a good time, having a good conversation with our good friend Annie Coons. Trent, what'd you think about our nice little conversation with Annie this morning?
0: Mike, I, I freaking love getting up at 4:30 in the morning, immediately like after being gone in Europe, you know, crazy late nights, uh, jet lagged. Um, Having to wake up to go to work, you you know, and the very next day getting up super, super early just to just to talk with my friends. All my friends know that I just always am on the phone like I, you know, I'm like Brian Wilcox for those that know him. I just I just call people at all hours of the night. So um, it really was just a a pleasure to get up and and just talk and not have to worry about, um, you know, podcasting. Right. Like It's like our side job. I don't want to have to worry about that. Just just hanging out with friends.
2: got to chill with the homies. Yeah. So. We're making light of this issue now and joking around because we've had some time to dwell on it, but I was not in a good place this afternoon because the truth is, for the second straight day in a row, I woke up at 4 a.m. to try and get on an interview with Team USA heptathlete Annie Kuntz, and today we did. We had an awesome interview with Annie, and I screwed up the recording. And we spent the entire time talking to her, and there's no proof of it. It is now the, the lost episode, and it could have been the greatest episode of all time. You will never know as a listener because it is somewhere out in the internet space, never to be heard. I suck at technology. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm sick of taking these L's. And you know, with the R streak right now, it was bound to happen. Something like this was bound to happen. Annie was so good. She was digging what we were doing she was a great guest she's like a, a communications major in, in college or she was before she graduated and you know so she she's good at what she does she was a great interview and it's gone she took her time out of training for a world championship to come do that all the way from Doha I I don't know what to say anymore Trent I just don't know what to say anymore
0: dude there, there's a lot of people that suffer from this first off the listeners, right? The guy listening to us two bozos talk about. They don't even have Steve in here to break it up today. <laughs> it's literally, we went from having a world-class athlete, Annie Coons, like going to the world championships in Doha. She's in Qatar right now in this crazy <laughs> city telling us all about what it's like to be at a world championships. And now, instead of that, the listeners have to listen to us. Like, what a freaking downgrade. I'm sorry. Um, but I also feel real bad for Annie. Can you imagine? This is how I picture it must be like, She's uh she tries out for a movie or something, you know, she's she's an aspiring actress and she gets this big part in the next Leo movie, you know, she's <laughs> she's a, a not a big role, but a solid role in it. She gets, you know, four or five scenes she shoots and the movie comes out and she's totally cut out of it. It was like, what was all that work for? You know, I'm sure she aspired to be on this podcast for a long time now and and she's not uh, She's not even going to be shown. So, I'm sorry, Annie. I'm sorry to the listeners. I'm sorry to me, too, for waking up this early and not getting the, <laughs> the rewards of it. I'm sorry to Steve. Steve's got to listen to us and, and, and you know, deal with our incompetence. So, uh, I'm sorry to everybody.
2: So, I don't want to... I'm not going to sit here and summarize the entire interview because Annie did say she's going to come back on. She's going to make a return to the podcast despite having to deal with the things that we've put her through. Um, but... I do want to say one of my favorite moments in the entire interview was trying to ask the question, you know, he was trying to be a goofball a little bit and, you know, said, "You know, sound like me. Wh- wh- why does uh, the haptathon not, like, take a lesson from the, the tour de France and, uh, you know, the the leader should wear, like, a different color sing- singlet so that we all know who's in the lead. And Andy just looks him straight in the eyes just like, well, yeah, like, we do that. It's like the, <laughs> the leader wears a different color number. And Trent's face is just like, he thought he was getting away with like some hilarious question. He thought he was gonna, you know, get a nice little laugh at her. And she just gave him the nice nope. And it was uh, it was pretty funny. This is probably awful podcasting, just like talking about like, different <laughs> sexual interview with without them, <laughs> to
0: respond. But I thought I had all these great ideas to like maybe have Typhlon better and Annie was just like shut down each of them. Um so uh yeah, but I guess we should stop just like talking about the then the episode that never was. But uh, Mike, you know who you remind me of right now? This is gonna go full circle for our, our our best listeners, not best, not best, our oldest listeners, our oldest, you know, Woo Crew folks out there. Um, we had Steve Peralton. on, you know, he was oh, yeah. one of our first guests, right? And so he's, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, he hosts a, a podcast that's on the Barstool Sports Network, um, Section 10. And there was a recent episode where he screwed up the recording. And so he had to have this like admission, you know, interview or or video that he posted on Instagram. And he was really shook up and and felt so bad that they lost this podcast and all the listeners couldn't have it. Um, And so I guess, Mike, you're just you're aspiring to be, you know, one of our role models in the podcast game of just screwing up, you know, content and then having to have these lengthy, you know, admissions of guilt. Yep. Wow, he's speechless, folks.
2: Yeah. How can I change the subject? Trent, have you heard of the feed? the feed I, I, I tell me more mike it sounds it sounds really cool though. i would love to tell you more trent the feed is an online sports nutrition vendor and the number one resource for athletes the feed offers everything you need for training racing recovery sleep anti-aging weight loss and heck the feed even carries products that can help cure a hangover from a post race celebration, or even, you know, maybe for us, a pre race celebration, a mid race celebration, just throwing that out there. Uh, and that product is Noon Hydration, just to throw it out there. The feed carries over 200 brands of the best sports nutrition, recovery products, and supplements, whether you're looking for hydration products, gels, energy bars, foam rollers, CBD products, or quality supplements. CBD. The feed, oh, yeah. The feed carries it all. Brands like Muratin, Goo, Honey Stinger, Cliff Bar, and Infinite, Rx Bars, Vital Fit, all of your favorite brands are available at the feed. Trent, if you're a listener to the Peak Too Early podcast and you're listening to me talk right now, you got to get on the feed. you got to use promo code P2E15 to get 15% off your order. I did it. I just got all kinds of uh, noon. I got noon. I got... Uh, some protein stuff and then my wife uh who you know has now discovered the feed and is into all these like natural products bought like a billion dollars worth of uh these natural breakfast bars that I feel like I'm gonna have a feed box on my doorstep every other day now just like it's like an Amazon box or something now that she's discovered the feed so you gotta do it Trent. When I uh
0: some of those says, may know I did the, the Appalachian Trail a few years ago and I seriously there was like getting to the middle of it where I was just super hurting every day super drained and I discovered noon and it like changed my life like I just went from just drained all day. Um, and just exhausted to just having this like new energy. So big believer in noon. And then those honey waffle things, what are those things called? You named the brands like honey stinger or something.
2: Yeah. Honey stinger.
0: Dude, those are so freaking good. Like I could eat those just as a snack after work <laughs> or at work. I don't even need to be exercising. I could just be laying around like watching football all day and just munch on those. I know there's like a hundred different flavors. Um, so yeah, shout out to all the other brands too, but definitely shout out to the noon and the, uh, the honey stingers get at the feed.com.
2: That's right. All right, so we're going to get into Worlds here. We're going to preview Worlds for the listeners. But before we do that, we're going to hit quickly hit our uh, reoccurring segment, Sav of the Week. And I do have one clip from the last episode where me and Steve talked about the Sab of the Week. So I'm going to drop that here, and then we're going to get back to our regularly programmed
1: episode. So, Mike, I wanted to bring up who I think is the salve of the week. And this guy. I'm a sub. So, this guy, I saw, and, you know, I want to make myself, I think we want to do a balance of talking about with this show. We want to do a balance of talking about running news and talking to the up and coming stars in the sport. But we also want to make ourselves a little bit of historians and understand, like, you know, who were, you know, who are the badass runners of the past and who are the guys that like we kind of guys and girls that we look up to um, that kind of paved the way for kind of growing this sport. And I saw this I saw this video about this guy, Emil Zatopek. Now Emil is a uh, he's a Czech Republic was a Czech Republic runner in the Olympics in 1952. And this guy was a 5K runner, right? And so he wins the gold medal in the 5K, sets an Olympic world record. Come back comes back the next day, runs a 10K, wins the gold medal, sets the Olympic record. Later on that week, never in his life having run a marathon, decides that he is going to hop in the marathon for the Czech Republic. Wins the gold medal in the marathon, sets the Olympic record. I mean, this guy is the definition of sav. He is, he is, he is everything we stand for. on peak too early. I don't care where your training's at. I don't care what type of runner you are. And if you toe that line, you put the number on, and it's go time. Yeah, and I,
2: I can already hear the haters chirping in your ear at news. Steve. Oh, it was 1952. blah, blah. blah. listen, just because 1952, everybody was. It, it just – the times were slower, but everybody was at that level. And this guy had never run a marathon before. If you've never run a marathon before and you're just coming off two Olympic events, two world record efforts, that is absolutely ridiculous. And anybody who's got a different take than this guy being a sav, Trent's on here. Usually he he craps all over the salve of the week. I don't even <laughs> think he could come up with a way to uh, disparage my boy. Emil over here. I mean, and a fire name, too. So all in on my boy, Emil. think he uh, should be, you know, put him in the history books. The P2 early history books as a uh, P2 early legend, even though he was, you know, decades before us.
1: Well, I mean, the thing about that is all relative. I mean, I mean, records happened and they're, they're kind of meant to be broken. It kind of paves the way for the next generation. But I mean, you could say that about any sport at any point in time right I'm sure there's going to be a time where people are looking back at the at the times that they were running at the world championships in 2019 and laughing at it that's just kind of the way sports goes um but you know you could say so if, if you could say that like oh it was 1952 it would have been easier well why didn't anybody else do it right you know? so, and
2: can you imagine if like Lopez Lamong this weekend at Worlds goes out and does that just like wins the 5k wins the 10k and he's like you know what Heck, I'll run the marathon today and, and then wins that too. That would be all over every running site everywhere. I mean, even in a sport that, you know, doesn't get enough credit and doesn't get enough news. Like, that would be headline news. That would be a huge deal. And the fact that we've never heard of this guy before as a running legend, I
1: mean, that's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, Emil Zatopek, you're a Sav of the Week, and I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing trench shit all over it next week. <laughs> All right,
2: and there was uh, me and Steve talking about the Sab of the Week chat. What do you think about the Sab of the Week?
0: It, it, It's not that it's it's unimpressive. It's just not that impressive. All right, moving
2: on. Let's get in to what the listeners came to hear. They didn't come to hear about us bitch about technology. They didn't come to hear about us, uh, you know, talk about our lost episode or me and Trent talk about shower time. They came to listen to us preview the world championships that are starting this weekend. They're going from September 27th to October 6th. Trent, why is this event so important for track and field and for the running world?
0: I mean, it's the showcase of track and field. Like, What else do you want me to say there? I don't know. I don't know, any other argument is, I know there's the Olympics that come up, but the Olympics, you're distracted with every other sport going on, right? Like, do I want to watch the 800 or the, the USA men's basketball team playing, you know, a, a Greece and, and see if they can shut down Giannis or whatever. There's just so much going on. Um, the World Championships is the time for us to to focus on track and put track solely in the limelight where it's not surrounded by everything else. Um, get these athletes, especially, you know, these this cycle, get these athletes in on the world stage known so that when the olympics come around you know they're going to be in all the commercials or or whatever um it's just it's it's a freaking showcase it's a world championship like you know how you know what always pisses me off is like baseball calls it the world series right when it's just usa (laughs) and like you know once upon a time a canadian team right (laughs) and toronto and the nfl's always calls it like the super bowl but it's really they call you know world champions no dude you're not but this is it's like you really can say you're the champion of the entire freaking world
2: you're the you're the fastest guy in the world. You're the strongest guy in the world. Yeah, but that's what you can say. So listen, you're you're 100% right, Trent. Thank you. And, and <laughs> you don't hear me say that very often. And on top of that, so I will say this is like a 10 day event, right? So it's hard to follow. And I get why, like even the USA Championships, I feel like gets a stronger following from a lot of track fans because it's a little bit more condensed and everything's, but. He, You, If you are a fan of this sport, if you're a hobby jogger all the way up to like a diehard track fan, you need to get hyped about this event because just like you said, it is the best athletes in the world competing on the same stage. And more importantly than that, we are one year away from the Olympics. This is the dress rehearsal for the Olympics. And these are the people who, you know, when the entire world is watching, these are the are a lot of the people who are going to be representing Team USA. We need to start getting familiar with them. We need to start getting our guys understanding them, knowing them. And this is where it starts. When you show up on a world stage, you can't simulate that anywhere else. This is it. This is where we find out, you know, who our guys are. You need to get hyped about it. And listen, there is – the reason I love sports – Has nothing to do with individuals. It's always been, I love following teams. And nowhere else in track do you really get that. Of course, they have like the sponsors and, you know, the Bowerman Track Club. That stuff doesn't matter. That's not really a competitive atmosphere. This, where you're putting countries up against each other and everyone's wearing the same singlet on that team, this is where you get that atmosphere where we can finally support a team. This is, you know, we have our guys outside of USA. We love Morgan, right? Morgan McDonald's is our guy. But This weekend, I'm going into it, and I am a Team USA fan. I'm going to be getting behind my Team USA, guys. And this is where it starts. We talk all the time about watching this like a sport and getting people interested and hyped, and events like this is where it starts. So I am going to be all in, and I'm going to be glued to the TV. And we got to start, you know, getting people interested in this thing, Trent.
0: Yeah, the the beauty about this is, right, like me and you – we, we came up with a, a few guys we're going to talk about later, a few guys and gals that we want to showcase. But you don't going to know who any of these people are, right? You get to turn on the television and you get to look for the red, white, and blue out there and, and root for that. I mean, it's it's why um, so many of the, the traditional sports in America are so successful is because you have these, like, team um, allegiances, right? You know, we, we all grew up Red Sox fans because our— our parents are Red Sox fans. And sometimes you hate some of the players on the team even, right? They get frustrated, but you're still a Red Sox fan. You live and die by that jersey. Um, That's what you get with with the world championships. You just get to root for the red, white, and blue out there. Um, And and it's basically, I mean, barring injury, like these are – these are the guys, right? And these are the girls that are going to be there in the next couple of years. So you get to, you right. know, this first time around, you get to turn on the television, find the red, white, and blue. And then when the Olympics come on and everybody in the entire world is watching as much as they possibly can, you're familiar with all these people and you kind of have an attachment to it. That's going to be more special cheering for them on that stage.
2: Yeah. All right. So let's, let's get into it, Trent. Let's start breaking down uh, Team USA a little bit. Obviously, we're not going to be able to get to... Uh, every single athlete. Um, and we may even not talk about some of the biggest athletes in the world, but what me and Trent did was in lieu of playing a, you know, sometimes for these events, we play a, a game or we, you know, do gambling and stuff like that. Well, we decided to do this time because we are all in on team USA. We want to pick four or five, you know, athletes that we wanted to highlight. We wanted to get into it, talk a little bit about them, why we're specifically targeting them and, uh, so that's what we're going to do. So Trent, you want to start us off with your uh, with your first spotlight?
0: Yeah, so I did a, you know, a little research going into this, for like, a, like a good podcaster, and I can't just ride the coattails of Mike and Steve. That's when it's <laughs> nice, is when you guys have a good conversation, I can kind of be a third guy in, uh, make a little dumb comment here, try and get a joke there, miss on a joke there. Um, but I don't have to do much work. But this time I was like, oh shit, I got to actually like talk about people. So I got some names <laughs> for you. Um, this first guy... I think because we are distance runners, or maybe I just speak to myself as, a, you know, a distance runner, a past distance runner is probably the proper way to say it, has flown under my radar. Um, but I think he's exactly the type of athlete that we've been just calling for and craving as as peak too early. So Noah Lyles, running the 200 meter. Um, this guy has more swag than I've seen from anybody else, like on a track in years. So there was a quote that he had, and and, and it was about – comparing him to Usain Bolt right being is he the next like dominant sprinter Um, and he goes it's always the same isn't it why do I have to be the next him as in Usain people have to do better than asking about that every time me I'm the current Noah Lyles people have to do better than asking about that he's telling like reporters stop asking me you're better than that like just, just be better. You stink at your job if you're comparing me to Usain Bull, cause I'm freaking Noah Lyles. Um, he's releasing a rap album. I saw. He, he does like awesome. a bunch of showmanship, right? He, he's just like celebrating, doing backflips, um, on the track. He's done like the like the finger guns to the camera. He's just uh, he's got swag. He starts beef. I saw he had a little beef with our other U.S. you know dominant sprinter Christian Coleman. So, yeah. I'm looking at Noah Lyles. The guy is a heavy favorite in the 200 meters. Um, and uh. And I'm excited to, like, just kind of watch that swag on the world stage.
2: Yeah, so it's funny you bring him up because, you know, I think outside of, like, the distance realm and, like, the stuff that we talk about, I mean, he's he's probably one of the biggest names in, in track and field right now. Um, this is the first time we brought him up, but he was actually who I was going to lead with as well because you watch this guy. I mean, the guy oozes confidence as soon as he steps on the line. I mean... Literally, he is celebrating before the race goes off. He he shows up to the line and he's dancing on the starting line where everyone else is like looking like nervous and like, you know, getting super focused. He's doing like all these like crazy like winking at the camera. It is, he has ridiculous swagger. And like, he is the kind of personality that is going to draw attention to track and field. You know what I mean? Like that is exactly what we talk about. We need this guy. And just like you said, he is... You know, one of USA's best opportunities to get gold medals at this World Championship, more importantly at the Olympics. So I am all in on Noah Isles. He is the guy. Um. So the Wait, second, I got, I, okay. I got a, I got a little nugget for you, Mike. Go. Let's do it.
0: This is gonna. I've been kind of burning the lead on this whole pod because we had some fun things we need to talk about. You know, Mike's screwing up the recording, Steve letting you know <laughs> the two kids take over the house for the night. <laughs> uh, leaving the kids alone without parental supervision. But uh guess uh let me, let me ask you this. Would you take Noah Lyles at like minus a thousand in the two hundred meters?
2: For the world championships? Yeah. Oh man, a minus a thousand is is that's tough. Um, you know, just because of the confidence he has, yeah, I'll take it. Well, you know
0: what? You can, Michael. There is freaking no, odds not. on these races. Yes, bavada.com has it. I saw another website, eight eighty eight sports has it. There is gambling lines on us. We Trenton. can bet on Noah Lyles. So win are you this is like what we've been calling Trenton. for. How did you not lead the show with this? Like, I, I was so excited to keep it. And then you were like, hey, I got this idea for the show. And I was like, all right, let's roll with it. And then this will be like a fun little explosion to put into the middle. But I was reading an article and they like mentioned, you know, some odds. And I was like, holy crap, like what's going on here? So I went to my gambling website. I went to another one. And I, and like you can't find it if you search for like other sports and then try and find track and field or they call it athletics in the international. You can't find it by selecting it. But if you search for it. You can find these freaking events. It, it's like Wait, the, the biggest explosion ever. So is it just the 200 or is oh, it? Oh, no, no. Oh, nay, nay, Tin. Oh, nay, nay. You can you can get like all the finals um, for oh. not all of them. I, I couldn't find some of them, but most of them are on there. So pull up, pull I, up your gambling website right now.
2: I am texting. No, I am texting Steve right now. The second he gets back from his business trip, we're having an emergency podcast (laughs) where we only talk about what lines we are taking on this world championship. My mind was just blown. My night was just this has been a tough day, okay? We have everything is fine now. It is 10 p.m. at night. We have been up since four in the morning. I still have to edit this podcast. I'm probably gonna be up for 24 hours today. We lost the interview. People don't know, but it took me and Trent and like 45 minutes to get the recording to work again tonight. It's been a tough night. You literally just made it. This is unbelievable. I uh, I realized this probably about three minutes before getting on <laughs> the pod
0: with you. I was just like, I was doing, like I said, a little last second research, uh, research a little cramming for the test as I usually do. Ugh. And I came across it um, and I, I saw it and I was like, this can't be freaking true. So I went on. I first couldn't find it. And then as soon as I saw her, the odds were actually there, I sent you the text, Mike, I'm ready to pod. Uh, but guys, I, uh, if, you, uh, if you're not watching this video, which you're not because you're a podcaster, I just want to describe you Mike's face like the guy can't <laughs> talk right now. He's just jaw on the freaking floor. Uh, this mean, is This is like telling him that
2: it's now Christmas every day of the year. I mean, how do I how do I continue on this podcast now? I think how, maybe how, we how need do a, bit, keep going?
1: a
0: quick break and just start. You know, <laughs> just I, know, I guess it's just get rid of the entire itinerary, uh, schedule, all talking points we had, and let's just like walk down the line. Should we just start the podcast over <laughs> and lead with that? No, right. no, I like I like this little hidden pivot. No, but I like your idea too. Emergency pod with Steve. It's kind of try back. and keep pretending to care about the rest of the stuff when all we want to do is put money on the world championships.
2: All right. Okay, let's move on. Who was Where your next at? athlete, Mike? So, oh, God. All right, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I've actually cheated a couple times. Um, my next athlete is not one athlete, but I am going to be more invested in three events that I'm never invested in, the heptathlon, the decathlon, and the steeplechase. Those are going to be like my three main focuses. Obviously, I'm going to get fired up about the events I know. But I am going to take this opportunity to learn those three. Because I feel like those are underappreciated events in our sport. And I want to know more about it. The heptathlon and the decathlon is fascinating to me. And I want to know more about the point structure and you know strategy and all that. So I'm going to be super invested into that. I, I, I want to follow it. And I, I want to know more about that sport. And the steeplechase, I've known... Friends of mine who have been steeplechasers, I, it, I'm very familiar with the event. I still don't get it. I don't understand what's going on there. So I am going to be watching those events super closely. Those are going to be my focus for Worlds. Is trying to get more into those three sports because I'm 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 very intrigued.
0: Mike, I got a I got a crazy idea. I what's think that? to really kind of get to know the scoring a little bit and get more excited about like the heptathlon, we should have a a heptathlete that's competing in worlds on the show. Man, that would be a great idea. If anybody out there that can, you know, walk us through uh, some of the finer details, some of the strategy, maybe you could ask them like, if you ever try and, you know, are you trying to win every event? Are you saving some energy? That sort of question could be really cool.
2: I don't know why we didn't think of that before. We'll,
0: uh, we'll work on it for next Worlds. But real quick, for that, the HEP and the decathlon and a serious take, um those are, like, big commitments to be following. So that's kind of fun, right, when you're at work or whatever. I don't even know what time these events are going off because they're in freaking Qatar. Uh, what is that, 12 hours difference or something? But it's kind of a fun, like, all-day event. It's almost like yeah. following a golf tournament, right? You constantly keep in, you know, updating the standings. And then you can be working, and then every few hours of the check-in on a result. Um the steeple is nice and easy to follow, right? You just kinda yeah, that's twelve minutes or whatever, ten minutes right. to, to, to sneak on. Um your your NBC sports, whatever feed to watch that.
2: All right, Trent. So who who do you got for your next athlete to feature?
0: Um, who do I wanna go with next? Let's do um let's do the eight hundred meter women. So um Aji Wilson. Big favorite, little little tidbit for you, Mike, minus four hundred. But again, we don't have to get into specific odds right now. We'll save that for another time. But I know she kicked ass at USA's. I didn't have her. I think Steve might have had her at the USA Championships and she was just, you know, a fourth. Um but I just I just kinda like the way she carries herself. This is my, my last second cramming and I found one little tidbit. I'm gonna roll off it. But so there's no there's no caster Simania. And I hope I'm saying that name right. Um, the the athlete that there was a lot of attention for and 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 media spotlight on um they, they she's not gonna be allowed to run so it's kind of like Wilson's race right now she's kind of you know becomes the clear favorite without someone in the field but I was just reading this thing how like uh, Azzi is like super supportive of Castor and like never was like f- you know publicly frustrated by um, maybe coming in second place to, to her in some different races. So I feel like it's her time. Um, she deserves it. She seems like a real good person. She dominated the U.S. She didn't get frustrated with, with Castor out there kicking ass um, and, and had nothing negative to say ever. So it's, uh, it's it seems like I'm just, like, really just pulling for it. I feel like she really deserves this one.
2: Yeah, I uh, I remember when we were doing kind of our, um, our game for USAs, I specifically picked against her i was picking her to get upset and she just dominated and made it look easy and i you know i kind of made a point right there that i uh i was not gonna ever pick against uh her again so i'm I'm all in on that pick as well all right my next guy so i said we're gonna mix it up with maybe some favorites you just picked a favorite um and i'm gonna go ahead and pick another big name here we've talked about this guy before Um, But at USA's, he possibly became my favorite runner in the world, Lopez LeMong. I mean, this guy is an absolute beast. We've talked about him before, but it's like if there's any one guy who we can say is embodies this podcast and is kind of, you know, the the role model for what we are trying to represent it is Lopez LeMong. he goes out there and races his ass off he wins he does it and even when you think he's down and out and he's too old and he's washed up nope he's still there representing USA uh, I just he is he's the guy when I think of US distance running right now I think Lopez LeMong. so he's gonna be he, he's my guy out there he's peak too early this guy out there. Yeah, I was
0: looking for him in some of the previews because he's he's our guy. Like you said, he's he's uh, he's just the freaking man. And his name is not getting thrown around in anything. So he's you know classic Lemong style. Maybe not the sexiest name out there. Maybe not you know someone that most people are looking for to be in the podium. But um, he's just someone I'll always be looking for. He's just kind of the old reliable. And he'll never you know in a big stage like this. It, I just I can't see him disappointing. All he'll do is like pleasantly surprise us because he's so solid. Doesn't seem to get phased by this. And just is at his best when his best is needed?
2: All right, Trent, let's go. Uh, let's go one more athlete each before we call it a night. Who you got next?
0: Oh, wait, can I do one like my quick little tidbit things? I just want to get a good. shout out. I know not yeah, don't don't much to say, but give,
2: give whoever you want. If you want to rapid yeah. fire five, six, 10, 12. Who cares? Trent, we got all night. It's not like it's like 10 o'clock at night. I still got to edit the podcast. Go ahead. This is our podcast. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right.
0: Quick shout out to not a runner, but a pole vaulter, Ooh. Sam Um, uh, This is, again, one of these random little previews I read, but I was pretty excited and thought this was pretty cool. Kendricks, he won the USAs, um, and he beat the American record in the pole vault. He's a first lieutenant in the U.S. Army Reserve, Whoa. and he's out there freaking cool. kicking ass in the pole vault. So thought that was pretty cool rooting for sam he's he's a name i'll be looking for when they're out in the pole vault um other than him i guess the last you know couple names i wanted to hit on were just the the studs in the 1500 Uh, i just think you know we've always talked about again how maybe the mile is the premier event um or how we want to see that come to prominence but the 1500 is right there same guys you know same discipline basically um, but you got Ingles out there. Our boy, Craig Ingles, you know, we'll be absolutely pulling for him. Of course, you got Centrowitz. You know, Ingles was talking about maybe if Centro had a different strategy at USA's, um, he may not have been able to get him there. But I'm excited to see Centro, you know, back out there. And it seems like he's just getting stronger and stronger as the season goes on. And then it's also like watching Chariot. Um, you know, Ingles was even admitted that's like the one guy he doesn't have confidence that he can run down right now. Um, so it's always fun to watch some guy completely dominant like the way um, I, don't, I might not be saying his name wrong, but Chariot is running right now. But so between him and the two Americans, 1500 um, is gonna be a fun race.
2: Yeah, I uh, I completely agree. I mean that that's the event, right? We talk about it all the time, but that is the event. And if you're trying to get somebody interested in the sport, tell them if you're gonna watch one event this week at the World Championships, watch the 1500. Not just the men's, but that brings me. To uh, my point with the women's 1500, um, I'm very very intrigued uh, by the women's 1500. Um, the world record holder in the mile, uh, Safan Hassan, is in that race, so it'll be fun to watch the USA girls go against her. But we have four like huge names running for USA you know, a a lot of the events obviously have big names, but I feel like the women's 1500 is like the four biggest names. Sinclair, obviously, she's our girl. She's a friend of the program. So be rooting for her there. But Shelby Houlihan who's like, you know, the most dominant women's runner in USA right now. And then Jenny Simpson, Nikki Hiltz, two awesome 1500 meter runners and huge fan favorites. I feel like Jenny and Nikki like Huge followings. People love them. I think that event is going to be so much fun to watch because of the star power in it. Not just from USA, but from the entire event. That's going to be a great event to watch. Uh, Quickly, some other points I wanted to throw out. Um, Obviously, our friends of the program in there, we've already mentioned a couple of them, but Bryce Hoppel, we're going to be all in on him. Um, Our Morgan McDonald, not running for Team USA, so uh, you know, undercover, I'll actually be rooting for him big time, <laughs> but publicly not rooting for him. Uh, and then we might have some future friends of the program competing uh, at Worlds this weekend as well. The other one point I want to throw at Trent was there is a marathon at this World Championships, mm. which is kind of crazy. The Berlin Marathon, which is, you know, one of the four huge marathons that happen every year is this week it's on the 29th and the world championships for the IAF is you know this week as well obviously for the championships going out so it'll be interesting to see like how those impact each other and you know the athletes who show up to each but I thought that was just an interesting point uh and that pretty much brings me to to my spotlights you got anything else you want to uh to close out with
0: I, I hit on all the guys and gals I wanted to mention for my, my spotlights, but fun thing about the marathon, and I have no idea what this means for US time, but they're running it at midnight Qatar time because Whoa. it's so hot there, right? It's it's 100 and, and plus degrees Fahrenheit, you know, every day and super humid. I mean, it's in the, the freaking desert. And so the, the track and field stadium is air conditioned, so they'll have perfect temps there, um, but they couldn't you know, run the race at a normal time. It would just be so hot. So it's, it's seven or six loops or something, but it's downtown, you know, Doha, which they say is one of the craziest cities in the world. It's one of the, I think it is the wealthiest city in the world right now. But if you look at the skyline, it's all like completely lit up with massive cool looking skyscrapers. So it's like a downtown loop on this bay. Um, just loop after loop at night, you know, from midnight to 2 a.m. or so. So pretty cool uh, if you were a spectator. Imagine how fun that would be. If this, I'm picturing, like, Qatar to be, you know, like a New York City or something just with a crazy skyline, that sort of thing. Imagine just, like, being out at the bars, and then, like, you go out, and every they come around seven times, so you can go out and, like, watch them come around, go back in, grab a drink. That'd be a fun time.
2: Yeah, that actually sounds awesome, and that is crazy. Yeah, I mean, if we're going out there to spectate it, and it starts at midnight, Many people are probably, probably already half in the bag by the time the race starts, and you're, mm-hmm. you're watching the thing till two or three in the morning. That's that's a uh, that sounds like a pretty good time. Uh, but that was, I felt like we kept it pretty appropriate, trend. you know what I mean? For uh, for what Steve expected, we could have gone way more off the rails. So props to us, good on us for uh, for keeping it appropriate. It's not too late, Michael. Yeah, we could very easily still get off the rails. But uh, that was fun, but I am definitely looking forward to getting Steve back on the podcast. Take the pressure off me for leading this thing. I like to, you know, just kind of sit back and let Steve give me the assists of the alley-oops, and I slam dunk it. Uh, but with that said, <laughs> Trent, what do you got for the bell app?
0: Mike, that's just the idea of you, like, slam dunking <laughs> something. is is humorous. It's slam dunking on the This the is, is an audio podcast. That.
2: People don't know how
0: short I am, Trent, Okay. <laughs> um what are my closing statements say there, there are so many directions I could go right now I could just you know yell at Mike for an extended period of time I could um talk about how how gambling is is there and it's like our, our life goal has been achieved but I do want to be somewhat serious and give a big shout out to Annie Koons she was great uh, I know she doesn't get to be in the pockets so I doubt she's listening to this right now but um it was super cool of her to fit us in like the She's preparing for a world championship, and she came on with Mike and I, um, you know, a couple days before she gets out there and starts the heptathlon. So I want to give, like, a, a special shout-out to her, and we're really, really rooting for her because she was super chill, super cool, um, super nice with her time, and, and seems like an awesome person. So go handy.
2: Yeah, definitely, and that, that brings me to my Bell App point as well. Um, look forward to that podcast coming up because – when we do get her back on, she was a great interview. It's going to be great. She's she's gonna That episode is going to be fantastic. And on top of that, we do have other Team USA athletes lined up. So I think over the next month or so, uh, that's kind of what we're going to focus on. People who are competing at this World Championship, we're going to bring them on. We're going to talk to them. We're going to talk about their experience at Doha, experience of being on Team USA. So look forward to that. Uh, you know some bigger names and then some some guys maybe some guys and gals that you 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 know you haven't heard of or you don't know much about and we're gonna be able to showcase them here so I'm looking forward to that. The last point I want to leave with, of course, if you haven't yet subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, rate it on iTunes, follow us on Instagram. We've been throwing out some fire content on our Instagram. And finally, listen, if you like what we're doing, you want us to to continue what we're doing and you want to help grow the podcast, then just do us a favor and go order, like, go get one tube of noon on the feed. Use promo code P2E15. Get your 15% off. Help your boys out. Help the feed. It's a win, 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 win for everybody. And with that, I would run faster, but I peaked
0: too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie.
1: I met a little Charlie on a Wednesday night. She was chillin' in the VIP. I said, hey girl, what was your name? She just smiled and it was over. Cause I just wanna use your love tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just wanna work you, girl, all night. My girl was on vacation, so I didn't microwave met a girl mixed with Asian, and I ain't want to seem impatient, so I told her it's late, forget a date, and B.O.B. want to lay it, and that's the truth, just face it, now I'm get mad and angry, you know you ready, ain't ya. you? you lighten cigarettes up, cause you are very anxious, and cause I was a stranger, now your legs in the air, some may call me a player, cause the way I treat females does.
0: Can I say it? Can I say it? Go ahead. Trent. Mike, hit me with the jersey. Trent, you forgot the
2: most important part.
0: What did I forget?
2: I would run faster, but
0: <laughs> I would run faster. Hold on, hold on. Mike, can I say it?
2: Yeah, go ahead, can Trent.
0: I would run faster. Oh, that I just banged my desk. All right. Mike, All right can I say
2: did? it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: And I am willing to take the break that we are on the brink of. My cup is on the table. I love a this-